Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice Podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. I want to tell a story. Um, It's going to be about grieving with other people. You know that last year I lost my husband, and my grieving was kind of strange for me because my entire life since I was a little child, I was always told I had to be the strong one. When I was 10 years old, I had a brother that was killed in a car accident. My dad came to me and said, um, you didn't know him as long as your brother and sister, so you're going to have to be strong for them. Now, my brother had left maybe three years prior to that, so I was about seven when he left to go to the military. He was much older than I was. So when he passed and I was told that I needed to be strong for everyone, that's what I decided to do. And I thought, okay. I can't cry. I can't say how sad I am. I have to keep everyone happy. And I spent a week doing that. So fast forward till I was middle school. My father was crushed between two trucks and they told us he wasn't going to live. I got home from school. My neighbor called and she said, Gayla, you're going to have to be strong. Your sister's pregnant and your brother's just weak. Your mom's going to really need you. So you're going to have to be strong for your mother, for your sister, for your brother. So again, my father's dying. At least we thought he was dying. And I had to be the strong one. I had to be the one that was always cheerful and the one that was always taking care of everybody. So I spent my life doing that. I had to be the strong one. Always. I still do that. I feel like I have to be strong for everyone. But when Jim died, I wasn't strong. I wasn't strong at all. And it taught me a good lesson. My daughter, who watched me be strong for everyone else, decided that she was going to be strong for me during my morning, which I'm still doing. The problem was, I really thought my daughter would be really upset because she loved my husband so much. But she didn't cry. And I would call her crying and she was tell me, Mom, it's going to be okay. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You know, you'll get through it. But she never cried. And I was so angry at her. And I thought, you just don't even care. And one day we talked. And she thought she was doing what she was supposed to be doing because more than likely she watched me doing that my entire life. But I just needed her to cry with me, to feel my hurts, to help me carry my burden. But I felt that she was just not caring, not caring at all. And I know I've I've talked about my sisters and my brother and how they've treated me and that they really didn't care much for me. And I've realized that maybe that being strong all the time, they took as me not caring. Maybe that's why they didn't like me. That's why they, they told stories on me. That's why they wanted other people not to like me. And maybe it was me and not them. Maybe it was me doing what I was trained to do my entire life to be the strong one, to be the funny one, to be the one that makes sure everybody's taken care of. And that hit me really strong because my siblings are gone. I can't go back and say, you know, I really did care. I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, just like my daughter thought she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. But if children of God, the scripture in Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. We bear each other's burdens. Empathy. 
Empathy is the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and an experience of another. At the same time, I was going through this with my daughter. I have a friend that's just a wonderful friend. If I was crying, she was crying. If I was laughing, she was. If I was sad, she was a shoulder. And I wish that I could have been that to other people. I hope that maybe I was that to other people. But God did give me a gift a long time ago where I didn't cry and I tried to be strong and I tried to make sure I, no one could see my weaknesses. God allowed me to have an issue. And that issue is without medicine, I cry all the time. I can watch a commercial and it would make me cry. I could be talking about a person that I loved very much. And I, the doctors finally had to give me medicine for it because I couldn't be crying all the time. And it was God's way of saying, it's okay to be weak. It's okay to weep. John eleven thirty five says, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Why would any of us think we should? Numbers twenty twenty nine says, now when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, the house of Israel mourned Aaron for 30 days. They wept. And the scripture that I sent to my daughter and said, read this. We both needed to read it. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, I grew up as a Christian in a Christian home, going to church all the time. And I memorized scriptures and I knew what most of them meant. But now going through this, I read them different. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, must gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So while I was being strong for everybody, I wasn't. I was probably just being annoying because Ecclesiastes 3 4 says there's time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And that means a lot to me now. There is a time to weep and there is a time to mourn. And I'm not blaming the adults who said I needed to be strong. I understand now what they were saying, but I didn't understand at 10 or 14 that being strong meant just putting an arm around someone and letting them cry on your shoulder and crying too. I thought I had to be a rock. Corinthians 9, I think it's 2 Corinthians 9, 22 through 23 says, To the weak I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might, by all means, save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. And that's what we're to do. They're weak, meet them at their weakness. And when you can do that, you show them that Christ meets them there too. We can't be all things to all men. Only Christ can be all things to all men. But we can 
rejoice and weep with those who are doing it and know that we are doing the same thing that Christ does for us. I'm going to leave you with a scripture that I love, and I want you to remember that don't be afraid to show emotion. Don't be afraid to show empathy to someone. Don't be afraid that you're not being strong, because remember, in our weakness, we're made strong through Christ Jesus. 1 John 3, 16 and 17 says, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in needs and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? When we can't meet the needs of those around us, of those we love, other Christians, of people that need a hand, again, in our weakness, we're made strong. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes, check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.